Hello again and welcome. Last episode, I spoke with COO and Chief Learning Strategist Susan Manaya on some of the general basics of a learning strategy. What is it, its purpose, and what types of learning strategies exist within a business setting? Moving on, in this episode, we'll hear from Susan on what the key components of a learning strategy are. Stay tuned to learn more. So now that we've touched on some of the basics of uh, what a learning strategy is, its purpose, uh, what types of learning strategies there are, especially in a business setting, um, can you talk about what are the key components of a learning strategy? Sure. Well, I mean, there's essentially, when I'm doing a learning strategy, there's essentially five key components, right? So the first is the business goals um, of the strategy. The second one is really looking at the current state. The third is defining future state. Um, The fourth is creating that roadmap for how do we get from here to there. And the fifth area is really the implementation timeline and costs, right? So how how are we going to actually um, build this out over time? Okay. So can you briefly break down what each of those components are? Sure. Well, I think, I think it's really important to always start with the end in mind, right? So as a learning leader or within the learning function, when you come together to create your learning strategy, it's really like, what, what are your goals? What do you, where do you really want to get to, right? So just like anything, begin with the end in mind. So, you know, I've been in um, organizations where we were not great, right? We didn't have good infrastructure. We didn't have really good content management when I got there. And so it's really like working with the group to say, wow, what are, what are the core things we really think we need to accomplish over the period of time for the strategy? Because, you know, there's no hard and fast rule. Some people may say, I'm just doing an annual one-year learning strategy. And some people want to be more aggressive with a three-year or something like that. But it just depends on where you are. So I think it's really start with the business goals because, you know, that's how you're going to define if you're successful or not. And really, when you talk about your goals, they should, in some form or fashion, line up with the goals of the organization as well. So there's got to be that connective tissue there between what you're wanting to achieve and, and what the organization is going to achieve so that there's harmony between those two things. And I think this information is really essential as the first step in your learning strategy. And this is really going to be the benchmark against which you're going to evaluate your current state, which is the second phase of where we go. So then when we look at current state, you know, this is a lot of fun, the current state, but this is so interesting to me because anybody can really do this effectively. What it takes to evaluate current state is really being curious and being um, open and receptive because current state probably isn't great in most cases. So you're going to have to be able to kind of look at things with a a discerning eye. You have to um, read a lot of information. You have to talk to a lot of people. You have a lot of reviewing to do from performance data, looking at maybe how um, the number of classes that you've done, what types of classes, categorizing things. There's a ton of stuff that goes to the current state. And this is really where you get the true picture of like, how good or bad is it really, (laughs) you know? So let me say for current state really for me, honestly, is my most favorite part of the whole strategy work because it's like, it's where you really get your credibility stripes here um, because there's so much that you uncover, the themes start becoming apparent. And really at the end of this analysis work, you know, you're really like the smartest person in the room about what's going on. And mostly because you took the time to have the conversation and to look at the information. 
oftentimes I think this is why um, learning strategy as a consultative service is really helpful to organizations because it's difficult for them to kind of go in with an objective eye. And so current state is huge, you know, because this is really going to be the meat of the learning strategy. And most people never do this level of scrutiny on themselves and the organization. Uh, can you talk to me about the next next component? Yes. So the third one would be the future state. So this is really where you need to really lean on your uh, learning and your business acumen expertise, you know? So here you really have to start ideating about best options. So now we see what the current state is, what are our gaps, right? So now what are our um, opportunities that we could have? So out of this information that we've gotten, what do we want to actually achieve from a future state? So what do we feasibly think we could do? So like if everything's broken, you know, you probably can't fix everything. So you have to kind of look at it and say, okay, what does future state for this look like? And how will we prioritize that um, over the course of the strategy period, whether it's a year or three years, right? So you're going to build it out in that way so that you're going to stage the work so you can get it done. And so this requires a strategist really to have a breadth of exposure and experience and best practice. So this is where expertise does become important, really, because you you know what's possible and you know what um, best in class is for a learning organization. And also um, an understanding of business operations is really critical here because you're going to be able to lend that business acumen to how you're actually going to have credible um, recommendations for the future state, right, that mm -hmm. people will buy into. Okay, so then the fourth is going to be the roadmap. So the, the roadmap is always fun, right? I love roadmaps, and, and so do stakeholders and the clients that you serve. Why? Because it's a visual um, representation of what you're going to achieve, and everybody loves the cliff notes, right? So it's, <laughs> you can kind of put it together in a way that they go, ah, I can see it all on one page. You know, this is where we're going to go. This is how we're going to get there. And, you know, because... Honestly, um, it's like a thousand foot view and it's something that helps people see how we're going to get where we're going. And that's what's really important to get people to buy into it. And then um, I think the fifth one is really implementation timeline and cost. So why have an implementation roadmap? Well, you know what? If you're doing a three-year learning strategy, there's probably going to be a lot of things on the strategy map that you want to get completed. And I think one of the things that's really difficult is um, how do you sequence the work in a way that is um, sequential and allows people to, to, to kind of see that it can it is possible and can get done. So you really have to map it out in a phased approach, you know, so it's like, you know, in a, in a process map type of a format for first, we're gonna do this from January to December, and then we're gonna do this from December to, to May, and some of the things will overlap. So it's often good when you're looking at your learning strategy that you have kind of buckets of um, recommendations that you're thinking about. So um, what, what I mean by that is you might have an infrastructure um, swim lane on your implementation map, right, which is all the technology pieces. Um, you might have a content swim lane that is all your tech, you know, your content pieces. What are you going to do there? So when you lay it out, they can see what the focus is of the work, be it technology or content, etc. And then they'll be able to kind of see how the work gets staged out.
It's, it's very visually powerful. And I think it helps set expectations for the scope of work and, and really the time it can take to get things done, you know? And then the cost, wherever you can incorporate that is really helpful, right? Because if you're in an organization, you're going to need budget to get it done. And if you're, <laughs> if you're a consultant working with a client, they need to know what they have to go to the budget table for. So now, we talked about those key components, which was the business goals, uh, current state, future state, roadmap, and uh, of course, implementation, timeline, and cost. Um, and we've gone into detail on, on those as well, but what is it that informs those key components? Well, I'm not sure how many people, not everybody really understands systems thinking, right? So when you look at it, you really have to be a systems thinker, I think, when you're doing the learning strategy. And, you know, the framework that I just shared with you, these five buckets, it's really the playground for your learning strategy. You know, this is where we're going to play. And, and I think what you do on this playground is really done by looking at three very distinct areas. You're looking at the work that's being done in the organization. You're looking at the worker. What, is, what are they doing? What is their job roles? What is required? And you're also looking at the workplace. So what is the environment like for them? And, you know, that's, there's a lot of things about environment that also talk about culture. And so what's the capacity for them to be able to make big changes, etc. right? You know, if there's any systems thinkers out there, they know exactly what I'm talking about because everything is a system in an organization. And what happens or gets done in one area has impacts on other areas, right? So there's always inputs and outputs. So example, if you happen to miss a target worker population, say, oh, we forgot to look at the back office workers for this <laughs> this new system we're implementing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know? So your solution recommend recommendations that you do to train everyone on the new enterprise system that you're getting implemented um, in a certain way, um, you know, is used differently by different people. So you really do need to look at these three different areas to have a very holistic view um, of, of the organization and how you as a learning organization are supporting them. And, you know, I think these buckets are essential for analysis because really one area may be creating the performance issues and gap that are being caused in another area. Well, thank you, Susan, for sharing your insights on the key components of a learning strategy. In our next episode, we'll hear about the phases of a learning strategy. Until next time.